0: It's the More Than Medicine Podcast with Dr. Chan. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of the More Than Medicine Podcast. Today's episode is on the topic of travel and in particular, being well prepared for a trip overseas as well as making sure that you are safe and healthy during the course of your holiday. As you may be aware, borders are now open to the vast majority of countries around the world and a lot of patients have been coming to see me to get ready for overseas trips. Now before we go into the episode, just a quick reminder that all of the information provided in this podcast is of a general nature and purely for educational purposes. Uh, specific questions should be brought to your regular GP who has a better knowledge of your past history. So you're getting ready to go on a trip. Um, now this travel podcast is more specific for overseas trips but uh, a lot of these can be quite relevant to interstate travel, particularly if you're heading to the northern parts of the country like far north Queensland. So as you get ready for the trip, you obviously will start to have a bit of an itinerary and the topics that I'm going to discuss within this podcast include immunizations, particular information around mosquito-borne diseases like malaria and dengue fever, how to stay healthy on long-distance flights and in particular avoiding conditions like DVT, also known as deep vein thrombosis, what you should put within your first aid kit when you travel, and a few other bits of advice that I found helpful in my own travels. So to start with, immunizations. It's very important to get these organized early because if you come and see the doctor a few days before your trip, you may actually be too late to have the benefit of the immunizations. So before you travel, make sure that you've got your routine immunizations all sorted out. In particular, things like tetanus, hepatitis B, and measles are probably the most important to have up to date. Now, if you were born in Australia or have come to Australia and have had catch-up immunizations, you should have all of these under control and you can usually check these on your myGov or immunisation register. The other more specific vaccinations include the COVID vaccine and this is probably a prerequisite for most countries now before you go and travel. Along with the COVID vaccine, the other one that's really important to get before you travel is the flu vaccine. This is particularly common in high-traffic areas, places like airports, airplanes, and lots of indoor activities that you'll be doing while you are traveling. The other vaccines that I commonly recommend to patients, particularly if you're traveling to countries where hygiene is not as good, are hepatitis A and typhoid. Hepatitis A is a virus that's transmitted through food and water and can cause high fevers, general feeling of unwellness, and can cause inflammation of your liver, which can actually leave you turning yellow. This is easily prevented by having a dose of the vaccine. Typhoid is a type of bacteria that can cause high fevers, make you really unwell, and once again, is easily preventable by getting a vaccine. Now, all of these vaccines take a bit of time for your immune system to work. So you wanna make sure that you probably get it at least a week, if not two weeks before you travel. The other vaccine that can be quite important for certain countries is yellow fever vaccination. This is actually mandated, so compulsory, for certain countries within South America and Africa. Now you'll need to speak with your doctor before you travel to these countries and often your travel agent will advise you to get it done before you go. The yellow fever vaccine as well as the hepatitis A and typhoid vaccines do need to be purchased either through the clinic that you go to or via a pharmacy. So just be prepared for that as an extra cost to your trip. But as I said, it's a lot cheaper and definitely a lot easier than getting sick from these illnesses while you're away. Now, the other thing you'll want to get sorted out before you head overseas is whether you need to get protection against malaria. Malaria is a mosquito-borne disease that affects people and can cause severe fevers, muscle aches, and even death if you're not careful. Speak with your doctor about this, but often you can go on to malaria prophylaxis, which is medication that you take to reduce the chance of catching malaria even if you are bitten by a mosquito that's infected with it. The other general tips about mosquitoes are to avoid the feeding times mosquitoes this tends to be around dusk so in the late afternoon going through till dawn and at these times you want to make sure that you're covered with mosquito repellent and that as much of your skin is covered as possible as i mentioned there are specific medications that you should discuss with your doctor to protect you against malaria but the other virus that you need to watch out for in a lot of countries is dengue fever which, unfortunately, doesn't have any specific treatments or prophylaxis and so prevention is the best cure there. One of the other common issues that a lot of people deal with while they're travelling, particularly in more developing countries, is traveler's diarrhoea. The best way to avoid this is to be very careful with what you eat and drink. So, for example, when you are drinking water, you make sure that it comes from a bottled or purified source. A common trap that can happen when people are traveling is ice in drinks. You want to generally avoid ice because it's often made from tap water. And uh, if it is ice, you probably want to make sure that it's from a purified source then. When it comes to food, ensure that the food is cooked adequately. And if it isn't cooked, that it is peeled and that it's washed in purified water. This means that foods like salads can be quite risky. Now, it's not to say that you have to be 100% with all of these things. Travelling is about experiencing new things, including foods and drinks. However, each time you do break these rules, you run the risk of having a uh, I guess the consequences of it being the traveller's diarrhoea. And if you do get sick, you'll want to make sure that you've got a little bit of a game plan for what to do. The most important thing is making sure that you stay hydrated. So this is where it can be handy to have uh, some packets of rehydration solutions, so in Australia things like gastrolyte or hydrolite in your first aid kit, which is something I'll discuss in a moment. The other thing that can be helpful as long as you are not particularly sick from the diarrhea is a little bit of a uh, stool slower. So something like a Gastrostop or a in Australia once again uh, are safe things to take as long as you're not feeling too unwell and it's just the diarrhea that you're dealing with. Anything more than this will probably require you to go and see a doctor while you're away. However, you can discuss this a little bit more in detail with your GP to see what other options are available. So the final thing, I guess, to talk about specifically with traveling before we uh, go on to our sort of bits and bobs at the end of the podcast is about DVTs. So DVT stands for Deep Vein Thrombosis. And it's due to blood in your legs generally uh, being still for too long and thickening up and eventually clotting. Uh, and this can cause both swelling as well as pain in your legs, generally around your calves. And more importantly, that clot can move up through your legs into your lungs and actually cause quite a, ver- uh, quite a serious condition uh, called a pulmonary embolus. So if you're sitting in a plane for sometimes 10 or 12 hours in one go, this does increase your chance of having one of these conditions happen. So the best way to avoid that is a few things. First of all, make sure you are drinking enough fluids on the flight. Uh, The thicker your blood is, the higher the chance that it's going to clot up. So make sure you're drinking mostly water or other um, solutions that are gonna rehydrate you. Uh, Alcohol does not count in this situation. The second thing is movement. So moving your legs, uh, either getting up and going for a little bit of a walk or a stretch every hour or two, or doing some calf raises while you're sitting can be very helpful to get blood moving through those veins in the bottom of your legs and avoid the blood from pooling up. The final tip, is wearing some things called flight socks or compression socks during your flight. Uh, These socks tend to be calf height and they help to squeeze those veins to reduce the chance of blood pooling and then clotting within them. Now the final bit of advice that I'm going to give is to try and pack a first aid kit of some sort when you travel. This can include some things like having some painkillers, Some oral rehydration solution, so in Australia, that's things like hydrolyte or gastrolyte if you have a bit of diarrhoea. And along with that, maybe some uh, stool stoppers, I call them. So things like Imodium or Gastrostop uh, if you do get a bit of uh, diarrhoea. Other things that are really important are maybe bringing some bandages in case you get some cuts and scrapes. Some mosquito repellent, especially important in tropical countries and of course, your regular medications if you do take any regular medications. And it's really important that you bring these medications in your carry-on luggage and not in the actual check-in luggage in case your luggage gets lost. For patients who have a more complex medical history, it can be handy to have your GP or your doctor print out a list of your current medications as well as your medical history This can be invaluable if you do end up needing to see another health professional while you're overseas. And a final tip is to always consider getting travel insurance before you travel anywhere. This is especially important if you are going to a place where the medical care that's provided is not going to be covered as a reciprocal agreement with Australia. So by that I mean there are certain countries where if you get sick there, for example the UK, You can get free medical care there as if you were a citizen to a certain extent. Now, if that's not the case, going and seeing a doctor or worse yet, going to hospital can be very expensive. And the small price of getting some travel insurance can really give you peace of mind, particularly if something like that happens. So, always look into that and often your travel agent will recommend something like that for you. So, there you go a short summary of some of the things that I look into for patients when they tell me that they're going travelling. We discuss things like immunisations, preventing mosquito-borne diseases like malaria and dengue, how to manage travelers' diarrhoea, how to prevent things like DVTs or deep vein thrombosis when you're on a flight, and a short bit about getting a first aid kit as well as making sure that you have travel insurance before you go overseas. So it's an exciting time for a lot of people. And I wish all of you a good journey if you are going overseas and making sure that you stay safe. And I'll speak to you next time on another episode of the More Than Medicine Podcast. Bye for now. It's the More Than Medicine Podcast with Dr. Chuck.